Hallelujah. Lift your hands and just love him for a moment. Thankful for him tonight. Thankful for what a wonderful, mighty God we serve. We just thankful for his mercy and grace tonight. So much to pray about uh, tonight. And, of course, in our own uh, congregation, our own people, we continue prayer. Brother Paul, so glad to see you tonight. Always praying. And uh, we need to really pray for God just to have his way and work miracles for our people. Praying for Brother Josh as well and Sister Jafar, those that are sick. We've got different ones that are recovering and uh, just believing God's going to take care of them. God's still a healer, still does healing. Uh, I've reflected today on several people that I've known over the years that I saw God do miraculous healing in their lives. And just to remind myself, you know, sometimes you encourage yourself in the Lord and you remember miracles that God has done. And, and if he did it before, he can do it again. And so I believe God tonight is being a healer. We do need to pray for, you know, our, our country. Uh, so many things, so much pain and hurt right now in our country, not just with this pandemic, but with just uh, people hating each other and killing each other and just it's a sad sad day for our country the way that that we still have to deal with things that should have been gone a long time ago but i believe tonight that god's able he's still he's a healer not of just physical things but he can heal people's hearts and minds and uh, let me tell you if if we can get more people kingdom-minded and loving people the way god loves people we won't have to wake up to another news story about somebody being tragically killed and so we, we really need to pray tonight, pray for uh, unity in our, in our country, in our nation, for healing tonight. And any other needs tonight, you can just lift them to the Lord and trust that he's going to do what he said he'll do. Let's lift our hands and pray together tonight. Precious Lord, we do love you tonight and thank you for your goodness and mercy. I know tonight, Lord, that you are still the healer of all of our diseases. Lord, tonight we speak against cancer and lupus and high blood pressure, heart disease, liver disease, stress and anxiety, depression. Lord, we just bind these things and cast them away tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for healing in our country tonight, Lord, that people's hearts will turn to you. That, Lord, there'll be a revival of repentance in this land, that people will turn from their wicked ways and seek your face and call on your name. Lord, tonight help us to shine a true light, to be loving and kind and tenderhearted. Lord, to be the example you intended us to be, to be the church. We love you and praise you and ask you to bless all these things tonight in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Praise God. Won't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight? He's a good God. You can trust him tonight. You can trust the Lord tonight. He's good to us. He's good to us. You can be seated tonight. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Thank you, darling, for playing for us tonight and singing. And glad to be back in uh, church on Wednesday nights. And um, just love being in the house of the Lord. And uh, glad when they said unto me, is what David said. Uh, so I, I, I want to have the same attitude. I was glad to go to the house of the Lord. I'm going to try to get right in here tonight and get into this word. And I don't think I'll be very long tonight, but I, I just want to bring something to help us tonight with our walk with the Lord. Job chapter 23, probably one of the uh, most you know, referenced passages out of the story of Job. But uh, I just want to go back and pull something out of it tonight. Uh, 
Job 23 and 8 says the Lord or Job is speaking in the middle of his situation and he uh, making some observations and he says, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take. Yea, when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. But he is in one mind, and who can turn him? In what his soul desireth, even that he doeth. For he performeth the thing that is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. And I want to go back uh, and just take a thought out of verse 11 tonight. Job said, my foot has held his steps. And I want to talk tonight about that statement. My foot, his steps. My foot, but his steps. Let's pray for the message tonight. Pray for your pastor tonight. Precious Lord, thank you for your word and the instruction it gives. And tonight, Lord, I ask you to just bless us for a little while to receive it into good ground. Lord, anoint these lips of clay for the next moment. Lord, that I might speak something to encourage and feed your people. Lord, we want to be better, we want to be changed, and we want to be ready to meet you when you come. We ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Now give the Lord a hand clap for his word tonight. Aren't you thankful for the word of God? Praise God. My foot and his steps. You know, there's a, a great... Uh, Example and lesson here that Job is uh, letting us know that in the middle of everything that he's going through, he begins to talk about his uh, situation and 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 he is, you know, like we've talked to people about ours. Man, I've been praying. Man, I've been fasting. I've been seeking God. You know, and Job is saying, I have looked for Him on every front, everywhere that I can think of to look for my help, to look for my God. Uh, you know, I, I have looked, but I have not seen. It doesn't mean that he's saying God's not there. He's saying I just don't recognize what he's doing. I don't, I, I, because he, he says, lets us know later, God's watching me. This is what I know, that he knows the way that I take. He knows that because he orders my steps in his word. Psalm 37 and 23 says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That means they're set in place or they're ordained by God, and he delighteth in his way. In Psalm 119 and 133, the psalmist makes the request, because this is the only sure way to walk and keep walking. Lord, order my steps in thy word. It's my steps, but it's your word. Come on, somebody. It's my foot, but it's his steps. Order my steps, not in the world, not in uh, my own ways, not in my own thoughts, but order my steps in your word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. And so while Job is telling us that uh, I, just because I'm saying I don't see him, 
it doesn't mean that I, that he doesn't know where I'm at. And I understand that when he has tried me, I will be like gold. But in the middle of not knowing what God is doing. But see, we never read that God said, hey, Joe, by the way, I'm just going to let you lose all your stuff and then I'm going to affect your health. God never tells him anything about that. So Job is uh, left without a clear you know, word from God on that, but he has faith in God. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And so he says, this has, has uprooted my life. It has caused a little turmoil in my life. But in the middle of all of it, here's what I have done. My foot has held his steps. I have not tried to walk this path on my own. I have not tried to lay my own foundation. I have not tried to build my own road or take a shortcut anywhere, but my foot has held his steps. I have stuck to the things that I know are true, and every word of God is true, that everything that he says is forever settled in heaven. And Job is saying when things get rough, when things get rocky, and you can't tell where God is, if you want to make it to where you come forth as gold, let your foot keep his steps. He said, I have held his steps, and his way have I kept and not declined. When you decline something, you refuse it. He said, I am not going to refuse. I'm not going to refuse the path that God has laid out for me. I can see that it's a little rocky. I can see that it's going to cause a few tears and that it's going to be troublesome at some time, but I will not decline this because I realize that sometimes to get to gold, you got to go through uh, some uh, some valleys. If I'm going to come forth as gold, I'm going to have some uh, rough side of the mountain. I'm going to go through some wilderness areas. I'm going to go through some dry places. I'm going to I'm going to have some times in my life where it's, it's not just uh, all uh, nice and sunny and and cool breeze blowing on my back, and I got plenty of things to sustain me. Sometimes I'm going to go simply on faith. I'm going to walk by faith in God. Hey, walking by faith does not mean I am walking looking at him. You know, we talk about Peter when he got out on the water and we said that he, you know, well, he got his eyes off Jesus. It wasn't about him just looking at Jesus. It was the word that gave him faith. He saw Jesus out there before he ever got out of the boat, but he said, if it's you, I need a word. Bid me to come. i got to hear from you before I start walking that way. Just seeing you out there ain't enough to get me on the water. i got to have a word that will get me on something that could drown me. And let me tell you, sometimes we, need, we talk about, well, he got his eyes off the Lord. Well, he, it wasn't just he got his eyes off Jesus. When he started looking at the wind and the waves, he forgot the word. That Jesus said, hey, I called you out here even when it was storming. You could keep walking if you remember what I told you. We need to remember his ways. Yes, it's my body. I've got to take some responsibility. I'm not a puppet for the Lord. I'm not a a Holy Ghost robot. I am filled with his spirit. But I still have control over whether I do it or don't. I still get to make the decisions. I still have self-will. I still uh, can make my own choices. And Job could make his own choices. And he said, what I have chosen to do 
is to keep walking in your steps. I'm going to put my feet on your path. I'm going to put my body in your ways. I'm going to commit myself to your word, and I'm going to stay with you. And when he has tried me, I'll come forth as gold. Too many people are are wanting the gold, but they don't want to get it the way that you got to get it. They don't want to walk in his way. We must always realize, listen, he, the end is gold. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. But uh, listen, that's what God wants. We have got to realize that the intended result of our trial is that we come forth as gold. We are his people, his bride. We are his church. We are his beloved. He loves us, and if we think that he wants anything other than the best for us, we don't even know the God we serve. And so he wants us to come forth as gold. Peter said in 1 Peter 1 and 7 that the trial of your faith, hey, he said it's much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, and it might be found unto praise, honor, and glory. You see what God wants? Praise, honor, and glory. He said that's the what he wants to get out of the trial of your faith. He wants you to come out praising. He wants you to come out with some honor, and he wants you to come out with some glory. At the appearing of Jesus Christ. Praise and honor and glory. And that's what God does for his people. God wants us to have the best of the land. He said, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Hey, don't be afraid. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Uh, He wants to say, well done, good and faithful servant. And also, as Jeremiah wrote, to give us an expected end. And so we have to remember sometimes that uh, I am on my way to a better place. He said, I've gone away to prepare a place. Eye has not seen, ear hasn't heard, and it hasn't entered into our hearts the thing that God has prepared for them that love him. I've got to realize that I am on a journey to a robe and a crown. I am on my way to a heavenly city. I'm looking for a better country. I know that God's got something laid up, a, a, an inheritance that's incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away. I know there's a city with a street of gold and gate of pearl, and I know it's where the lamb is the light. I'm headed somewhere, but before I get there, on this little old low, lowly earth, I'm going to go through some trials and some tests, but it doesn't change what I know about God. And let me tell you, I want to hear him say, well done. So my feet have held his steps. I'm not going to try to find a better option, one that's a little less painful, one that's a little easier to walk on. I don't want the wide way that leads to destruction. Keep me on the straight and narrow because that's the way God's going. God will lead you in the right path, and if God's leading you, it'll be on the straight and narrow. My foot has held his step. It can't, I'm not letting something knock me off the path of righteousness. I'm going to walk upright. I pray every day, God, let me live upright before you. Let me serve you in sincerity and truth and search me and see if there be any wicked thing in me. Don't let me walk astray. Let me always hear your voice. Hey, if I quit hearing his voice, now let me, sometimes you may not hear an audible voice, but you got a whole book full of his voice right here. It's the word of God. 
And if you'll just keep your head and keep your nose in this book, if you'll spend some time right here in this word, hey, you won't find yourself drifting one side or the other. Oh, but when we get within ourselves, when we start taking our foot off of his steps, when we start neglecting his ways, honey, we'll be so far out to sea, we won't know which way land is. Hey, I want to make sure that I stay with God. Job, he was saying, I, I haven't gone back from the commandment of his lips and his words. I have esteemed his words more than my necessary food. It's, hey, I, I know I've got to eat to, to make this body stay alive, but this body is going to die one day. But the, the inner man is going to live forever, and it needs to eat some of that word. It needs, it needs the meat of that word. It needs to know what God's saying about my life. God's ordering my steps in his word. He's ordering my steps to glory. He orders my steps. And guess what that means? It means that sometimes there'll be a weapon formed against you. Order my steps in your word. No weapon formed against them. Weapons. Yeah, but listen to the rest of it. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, when I fall. When I fall. But listen to the rest of it. When I fall, I shall arise. But see, as soon as we fall, I gotta, now I gotta, people, uh, I fail, now I gotta run. I fall down, I gotta quit. No, you get up and you keep moving. You get up and keep going because the word, you gotta finish the rest of the word. Don't stop in that step, go the next step. When I fall, I shall arise. If you're, if you, if, when I fall, I quit, you're reading somebody else's Bible. I don't know what, what Bible that's in, but it ain't in this one. This is the word forever settled in heaven. He said, when I fall, I shall arise, and the light, and the Lord's going to be a light shining unto me. Let me tell you tonight, I, I know tonight that sometimes even a good man can fall. Oh, but the hand, he won't be utterly cast down, for the hand of the Lord will hold him up. I, I'm going to make it. I, I want a crown. Paul said that I fought a good fight. I finished my course and I've kept the faith. Now there's laid up a crown of righteousness for me, but not me only. Hey, that's me. I'm one of them not me only people. I, I'm coming too, Paul. Guess what, Paul? I'm going to make it. I'm going to get there one day and I'm going to put my crown on just long enough to take it back off and cast it down at his feet. Hey, one day we're going to make it there, but we're going to go through some things before we get there. It might be my foot, but it's his steps. I cannot on my best day figure out how to get to heaven on my own. I got to follow his steps. He said, I am the way and I am the door. And if you go up any other way, you're a thief and a robber. So let me tell you, I'm not going to try to find the way of the thief. I'm not going to try to go the way of the robber. But I'm going to go the way of the way. I'm going to go through the door. I'm going to see the great shepherd. I'm going to see the Savior of my soul. I'm going to fall down on my knees in front of the the King of kings and Lord of lords and worship him one day. Woo! Well, I love, oh, brother Job, I love you, man. Well, I tell you, you done encouraged some people with this word. But, boy, tonight I was reading it, and when I saw that, I said, he said, my feet, I understand I'm flesh and blood, but I can walk in a heavenly way. He said, this is hum- humanity walking in the steps of God. You can walk in a divine path. That's, we, we're made to sit in heavenly places with Christ. And, and, and you know, when we name the names of Christ, we depart from iniquity and we, we let go of those things. We start walking His way. 
you think you, you read it carefully sometimes and realize it. He's talking about, man, just corrupt, corruptible old flesh can walk in an incorruptible way. God's way can't be corrupted. His steps don't lead you astray. And we can take this, oh, hey, th- this body needs all the help it can get. This humanity needs all the help it can get. And when you don't neglect this word, but you meditate in it day and night, the scripture said, blessed is the man. In Psalm 1, he said he, he loves the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He, he's making sure that I don't miss one instruction. I want to read it all. I want to absorb it all. We live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth. You get open up a box to put something together. It's got a sheet of instructions. It's got seven steps. Go ahead and skip number step number five and see, see what you look like when you start putting this thing. How come this thing don't work? How come it won't stand up? How come it ain't turning on? You skipped a step. I won't be skipping steps. I want, I want my feet to hold his steps. I, I, I'm not going to skip Acts 2.38. Uh, uh, come on. I'm not even going to divide that one up. I, I'm going to make sure I get repentance and baptism and be filled with the Holy Ghost. I, I, I'm not going to say, well, I'll just, I'll just get baptized. Well, don't do it without getting without repentance you got to make a decision you see you got to make this body and you got to say you know what i'm gonna turn because i can't follow god in the direction i'm going but repentance turns you around and puts you in his steps and now you're walking in his way and you're going his way i want to make sure that i'm walking the way of god because god's got plans for you and me he said listen the lord is one mind and who can turn him and what his soul desires, even that he does. God's got some desires toward you and me. And listen, what his soul desireth, that's what he does. If God is, is or has ordered your steps, then it's his desire being done. Hello? If God orders your steps, that's God's desire being accomplished in your life. And it will be for our good because Romans 8 and 28 tells us, and we know that all things work together for good to them that are, that love God and to them who are the called. Who called you? He did out of darkness in the marvelous light. Start walking in my ways. And we're the called according to his purpose. So you hold his steps. You keep going in the way he wants you to go because he wants to, he, he wants to give you, you know, I thought this was interesting, uh, what Job said. He performs the thing that is appointed for me. God's going to do it. God's going to make sure that I have everything I need. God's going to appoint it. He performs the thing that is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. You, God ain't done with you. Many such things are with him. And I've thought about it, the, how, the multiple of that and how many things you're trying to figure. You, well, you can't count it up. You don't know all the things that God's got Man, we just had walking every day. He's blessed us with something else. But I do remember in Jeremiah 29, 11, he said, I know the thoughts, not the thought, but the thoughts that I think toward you. I have multiple thoughts toward you, but it's all to bring you to one end, and that's to get you there. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. Let me tell you, God, he may do all kind of things to get you to one end. Yeah? Yeah, he he might let all kind of things happen just to get one outcome. Well, 
Come on. He might let hundreds of things happen just to get one person saved. Yeah. He might bring you through all kind of trial and test and let you go through hell on earth just so you can be a witness so one person could be saved. Hey, I believe that we could reach as many as we ought to, but I do believe sometimes he ordains one for one. I think sometimes he gives a hold to somebody. He says, because there's one person that can't nobody reach but you. So don't give up, but keep your foot in his steps. Keep walking in his way. Job said, my foot, his steps, his way, his commandments, his desires. I know who I am, but I have committed myself to him. I have decided I will follow him. My heart, my heart is fixed. One man in the book of Psalms said, I am thy servant. I am thy servant. Let me tell you, that's what I tell the Lord all the time. I said, Lord, I'm your servant. I'm your servant. I'm here to do what you want me to do. And what Job is saying here, commitment will keep you. I can't see, I can't tell what God's doing. I've looked here and there and everywhere. I don't know why I lost all my stuff. I don't know why my body's breaking down. But I do know, in spite of all this, that God knows the way that I take. And then he begins to say, look, I've kept his ways. I've, I've, I've followed his steps. I've done his commandments. I love his word. He, he's still, commitment will keep you all the way to the gold. You've got to be committed. I will never, ever I will never come forth as gold. I will never get that crowned. I will never see his glory. I will never hear him say, well done, if I stray from his ways. If I take my foot out of his path, I have no more hope. That's just the fact. We cannot today, especially in the hour, the lateness of the hour that we live in, we cannot afford to turn our back. There is a reward coming. There is glory coming. And let me tell you, it's going to lead us through some valleys. It's going to take us through some tough times. But he is there every step of the way. If there was uh, any other greater example, it would be the Lord himself. When he was, after he had, uh, resurrected from the dead. He comes up on two guys walking down the road and they're talking and sad and he, he wants to know why you're so sad. What's going on? What's happened that you're walking and talking and you're sad as you go? And, and they begin to tell him, are you just a stranger around here? Don't you know what's happened? Don't you understand that we had trusted in, uh, in Jesus of Nazareth and they, they've killed him and now you know, we just thought, man, this surely this is it. And Jesus said unto them in Luke 24 and 25, he said, Oh, fool, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Word, his word. He said, you don't believe that word. and Why can't you believe? Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into glory? Why couldn't he just enter into glory? Because there was some suffering coming. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and enter into glory? Remember, God's leading him somewhere. God's leading us somewhere. His suffering ain't all, ain't all it is. We, we're going to suffer some. We're gonna, uh, we're, the servant is not greater than his master. We're going to suffer sometimes. But remember, God's leading you somewhere. And if, and if, if we're going to do the same things he did and greater things shall we do and our life's going to be mirrored after him and our life is hid in Christ, 
well, then ought we not to have suffered sometimes before we enter into glory? Yeah. In John 18 and 11, uh, the Lord said, The cup which my Father has given me, shall I not drink it? These things, listen, he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. His steps were already ordered. God had already designed this plan. And so Jesus even had to make the decision. When uh, he was tempted in the wilderness, when Satan said, fall down and worship me. And he said, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God only, and him only shalt thou serve. And, and he said, I, my, it's my foot, but it's his steps. Many times Jesus said, he said, the things I do, I, can't, I can only do what I have seen, and I can only say what I have heard. I, I'm not making this up as I go. And so Jesus, Jesus was saying, it's my feet, but it's his steps, and it's his way. The words I speak, he said in one place, I speak them not of myself, and the works that I do, the Father that's inside of me, he doeth the works. John 8 and 28, Jesus said unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, in other words, when you've got me on that cross, then you shall know that I am He and that I do nothing of myself. It's my feet, but it's His steps. It's His way. But as the Father has taught me, I speak these things. He was willing and obedient. There's going to be some suffering before the glory. There's going to be some trials and some tests. There's going to be some, some, there's going to be a night of weeping before joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. But you know what? You're going to have to hold fast those steps in the middle of that crying, in the middle of that weeping. You can't throw God to the side. You can't turn your back on him. You got to say, Lord, I know that it's bad right now, but I trust you. I, I've committed the keeping of my soul unto you as unto a faithful creator. You are my king, my savior. And I know one day, just like Job said, I'm going to see him for myself. Praise God and not another. I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him. The, when we, you know, one of the scriptures that if you don't understand what Jesus was doing, it's, it's always strange to people if they pick it up and read, they, they, they don't understand what Hebrews 12 and 2 was talking about. You know, we, a lot of them stop anyway after looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. But then it says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, set down at the right hand of the throne of God. It said, who for the joy that was set before him. And I always think about that. The joy was set before him. But I see Jesus being born. Living his life. I see him start doing his ministry. Then I see him being despised and rejected, mocked, threatened to kill him. You know, they're going to throw him down a hill one time, try to kill him. Always trying to trap him. Always trying to trick him. Don't believe in him. His own hometown won't have faith in him. There's a lot of things going on between him and joy. There's a lot of things. He, then there's a, uh, he's arrested. He's betrayed, he's arrested, he's tried, he's mocked, he's beat, he's punched, he's whipped, crown of thorns. That ain't joy. That ain't joy set before you. That's pain and suffering and agony. That's, that's heartbreak and, 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 and shame and humiliation and a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And so that's not joy. That joy, that cross, that wasn't joy. Them nails in his hand, that ain't joy. The joy was on the other side of that. And I began to look at that, and I thought, man, there was a lot of stuff between him and joy. 
And sometimes there's a lot of things between us and our joy. But listen, not everything that's between you and joy is an obstacle. Sometimes it's a bridge. Come on. You know what that? Being arrested, that was a bridge to being tried. Being tried was a bridge to being convicted. Being convicted was was a bridge to the cross. And to the cross, that was that bridge to him dying. He had to die so we could live. It didn't stop him. The trial didn't stop him. The crucifixion didn't stop him. And the grave didn't stop him. It was all a bridge to something else. Sometimes what we think is an obstacle, it's really just a bridge. Tribulation. Worketh patience. It don't stop what's going on. It works patience and patience experience and experience hope. Let me tell you, sometimes God's going to lead you through some things. It's going to be a rough, it might be an old rickety bridge. It might seem like a a log stretched across a gorge sometimes. But whatever bridge it is, it's going to get you there. What about Joseph? He was betrayed. Well, that's an obstacle to his dream. No, that was just a bridge. That was a bridge to the pit they put him in. Oh, now he's in there where no water is. He's going to die. That's, that's surely an obstacle to that dream. No, because the pit led to him being sold. It was a bridge to him being sold into slavery. And then he gets into Egypt, and he's working in Potiphar's house, and, and Potiphar's wife lies on him. And Well, surely that's, that's, that's it because he's thrown into the dungeon. He's in the prison now, the prison. Uh, oh, no, it's just a, a bridge to a place where he's going to interpret a dream. And then he interprets a dream, and that's a bridge to get him in front of Pharaoh. And none of these things were stopping him. You see, it looked hard. It was tough. It was heartbreaking. He wanted out of prison, but it was all leading him to the palace. It was leading him to a place. God had ordered his steps long before, and all Joseph had to do was walk in them. And that's why when you read about Joseph, it said, even when he was in the prison, when he was in Potiphar's house, Potiphar was blessed. Because Job, or I mean because Joseph would not sin against God or his master. But when he was lied on, he, you know, sometimes you're just doing your best and you get lied on. You know, something happens and you think, well, this just knocked me off course. Oh, no. Because when God's people, God don't care. God can work in the prison. He can work in the pit. He can work in the wilderness. You, you just hold on to his steps. And that's what happens. So he gets in prison. And the prison guard, he just gives, commits everything to Joseph. He said, man, everything this guy touches is blessed, even in prison. And so Joseph is blessed even in prison because he doesn't stop doing right. And God blessed him, and God made bridges for him to get out and get him to where he wanted to be. And he let Joseph suffer multiple things in his life so he could save a nation. God had laid these steps out before Joseph was ever born. You think, uh, we were talking about this earlier. I said, God knows the end from the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega. God's already in the future. He ain't got to wait for it to happen. He ain't just stuck here in the presence. He, he still knows what went on. He knows what's going on, and he knows what's coming. And he's already planted things in our future that we've yet to see bloom yet. He, it's just like he, he's sown seed for our life that hasn't broke ground yet, and we just, get, we just got to get there. He's already seen it. 
And he already knew, Joseph, I know you're going to get lied on, uh, but you're going to hang in there. And Joseph, I know that they're going to forget about you, but just hang in there. And he did, and he got all the way to the palace, and, and, Joseph, and Pharaoh makes him second in command. And because Joseph is faithful, it saves his family. His brothers end up showing up, and, and Joseph uh, finally reveals himself, and he tells Pharaoh, this is my family. He says, send for your dad and all those people. Tell them to come on here. We'll give them food. We'll take care of them. Seventy people are saved because of Joseph. But then a nation grows and thrives because of Joseph. Oh, he had to suffer some things before he saw the glory. He had to suffer some things before he saw what God was doing. He, He had to be tried before he came forth as gold. But he came forth as gold and he, he kept doing right. He, he said, my feet, his steps. My feet, his ways. My feet, his word. I'm going to keep walking in the path that God has laid out before me. And that's why you know, we, we heed the instructions of Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing. Well, that's almost a contradictory in terms because, man, if I'm... You know, if I'm doing well and I'm getting rewarded for it and I'm getting blessed and patted on the back and accolades, I just keep it. Why would I get tired of this? You know, when you get people get tired of well-doing, when they get weary in well-doing, it's when they're doing their best to serve God and be faithful and they find themselves in prison. But he said, don't get weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And we never get weary if we're rewarded. Ooh, we love you. I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm getting blessed. But we're going to have to do well in the middle of our mess, in the middle of our trial, in the middle of our wilderness, when we're in the pit, when we're in the prison, when we're being lied on. We're going to have to do well. We're going to have to be able to say, it is well. You'd be like that widow woman that, that her son was dead. And when she got to the prophet, they said, is it well? It's well. Is it? Well, yes, well. Anytime you can trust in the living God, it's well. Anytime you know a God that is the resurrection and the life, it's well. Anytime you know the God that washed your soul clean with his blood, it's well. Anytime you know that God that filled you with the Holy Ghost, hey, honey, it's well. <laughs> Woo! Let me tell you, it might get rough in this, in this life, but it is always well with my soul. <laughs> I know the one who saved me. I know the one that gave himself for me and and it might be rough on this old body. And it might be rough on this old mind sometimes. But my feet will hold his steps. I ain't met anybody that's got a better answer than the word of God. I, I've, I've met some smart people. I've seen some people that ain't so smart. But let me tell you, none of them had an answer that was better than the word of God. If you want to survive, if you want to be blessed, if you want to make it all the way home, then, hey, you better not get out of this book. Some people's got just enough of the book to be lost. Hey, that's a big statement, ain't it? Some of them's got just enough of the book to get a false sense of security and be lost. Let me tell you, we are going to be judged by the words of this book we're going to have to stand on the words of this book and hey let me tell you I want all this word when we talk about we live by every word it ain't just this life we're going to live that everlasting life because of every word that's in this book Mm. I want that glory I want that glory Lord show me your glory then you better get ready for the suffering 
because that always comes before the glory. You know, I, I said this earlier sometimes, God will let you go through things just for others. In John chapter 9, there's a story of a, of a, a young man that was born blind. And who sinned, Lord, his parents or this man that he was born blind? Which I don't even understand that statement. What did he do before he got here that he could be born blind? Did he sin or his parents that he was born blind? Well, you know, when people make crazy statements, you know, there's always some kind of faults in them. He looks at that, don't even make any sense. It don't line up with nothing. But he said, nobody sinned. He said, this man was born into this life of blindness so that the works of God could be manifest in him. Wow. He had to, he was born blind so other people could see. Listen, I'll show you what, what they saw. Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 35 that the only, and you don't see it nowhere else in the scripture, nobody else, even this blind man makes the statement, has it ever been told that any man opened the eyes of the blind? Because opening blinded eyes is a miracle reserved for God. And Isaiah 35 said, when your God comes, your God's going to come to save you, then shall the eyes of the blind be opened. So this was a blinded eyes, the healing of blinded eyes is a testimony of God. And he said, I saved this. You know, we think, oh, man, he had to grow up because he was grown. His parents said, hey, he's of age. If you want to question him, question him. He's grown up. He had to grow up. And he didn't see his mom, and he didn't see his dad. He didn't know what colors were. He didn't, couldn't see all the little kids running around playing when he was little. He, you know, blind people in that day, when people were lame, you know, it was kind of looked on like, well, they can't go in the sanctuary. They can't come in the, in, the, in the synagogue and things like that. They can't worship with us. They, most of the time they were beggars. They put them on the corner, Bartimaeus, sitting around begging. You know, they, they were beggars. They had to be led around. It was, uh, you know, they just... Uh, we, we love him, he's our son, but he's blind. You know, oh, he's blind. Well, think about this. He was born blind, and it wasn't just so them people there that day could see it. It's so we could see it. He lived a life of blindness so he could be a part of the eternal word of God. His life is forever settled in heaven. In this, this book, this word that's forever settled in heaven, his story is in it. And let me tell you, if I got to go through some things so I can be in that eternal book, whoo, okay. Hey, I ain't asking for trouble, Lord. I ain't. But let me tell you, I know you have ordered my steps, and this man's steps were ordered, and that he would be born blind so his story could be recorded so many people could see what God can do. Jesus needed to show them who he was. That he was God manifest in the flesh. Only God can open blinded eyes. What happened to you? Well, I know I was blind, but now I see. And the only thing I can tell you is a man named Jesus. He's the one that done it. Sometimes you'll go through things just for others. But when you say, order my steps, Lord, get ready. Because he'll put you right in line to help somebody. And sometimes, it, how can you help somebody if you got no experience? He said, I need tribulation, works, patience, and patience, experience. How can you tell somebody God can bring you through if he ain't never brought you through? If you've never been through anything or endured anything, how can you encourage somebody else to hang on 
But once we have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, we can start talking about it. Oh, I've seen what God can do. I, I know how he can heal. I know how he can deliver. I know how he can set you free. How do you can come to the music? I'm getting ready. I wouldn't be very long tonight. In John 11, there's another fellow that it looked like he was just going the normal normal ways of life, Lazarus. Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. Jesus was a friend of Lazarus. And Jesus loved Lazarus, loved his family. But Lazarus gets sick, and the Lord takes a few days before he decides to go see him. He could have spoke the word right there, snapped his fingers, and Lazarus could have been healed. They could have avoided all that grief, all that heartache, all that sorrow. But instead, Jesus waited, and then after he knew he had passed, he said, hey, let's go so I can wake Lazarus up. Lord, if he's sleeping, then let him sleep. He said, Lazarus is dead. So they get there, and he has conversations with the sisters and lets them know, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. You know, and... They, of course, they don't understand. I know in the last day, Lord, the resurrection, he's going he's gonna to rise from the dead. and they, they don't get it. And so he says, show me where you put him at. Take me out to the grave. And they get out to the grave, and he says, take the stone away, Martha. Oh, Lord, he's been dead four days, and by now he's stinking. And Jesus says this in John 11 and 40. Said I not unto you that if you would believe, you should see the glory of God. I've got one answer for what's happened to Lazarus, and that's glory. Y'all are grieving. I've wept. But now we're about to see the glory. There's been some heartache. There's been some pain. But now we're about to see the glory. In other words, he was saying, if you can believe, you can go sickness or delay or death or decay and not even stink can stop the glory of God. Lazarus' body was in decay, but it could not stop the glory that was about to come. And before, uh, you know, he could have healed him, but God will always do the greater miracle. God will always do what's best, and God will always do what's going to bring the glory. And he said, if, didn't I say if you believe you will see the glory of God? You're about to see something only God can do, but you're going to have to believe it. You know, they were so upset because they were like, if you'd just been here, Oh, my brother wouldn't have died if you'd just been here. They, but the Lord said, but I'm here now. And I knew about it all along. You know, Job said he knows the way I take. He knew Lazarus was sick. And he knew when Lazarus took his last breath. Because all souls belong to him. And when Lazarus breathed his last breath, he said, let's go. Because ain't nothing out of reach for me. Sometimes we suffer before we enter into glory. Let's stand together tonight. Remember what Job said. My foot has held his steps. It's my body. It's my life. It's it's my choice. But as for me, it's going to be my feet, his steps, his ways, so he can lead me to glory. Glory. Because his steps are only steps that lead to glory.
he's the, that's the only steps that lead to becoming and coming forth as gold. So I know tonight we're going to pray and just ask God to strengthen us. Help us, God. You know, increase our faith, whatever it takes. But, Lord, help me to hold on to your steps. Help me to keep my feet in the right place. Let's pray together tonight. Precious Lord, we love and praise you. And we thank you tonight, God. Lord, we give you honor and glory in this place. Lord, tonight I know that there's so many trials and tests in this world today. Lord, I know every individual in this room got something they're facing and going through. But, Lord, you have ordered our steps. And I know if we keep following you, Lord, it's going to lead us right through. It'll lead us through the valley of the shadow of death. It'll lead us to that table prepared in the presence of our enemies. It's going to lead us to glory. Lord, I'm thankful for you tonight that you are mindful of your people. Always watching the eyes of the Lord over the righteous. And your ears are open to our prayers. And I thank you for it tonight. Lord, encourage us and strengthen us by your word tonight, God. Lord, one day we're going to see you for ourselves. Lord, we ask you to keep us now in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. What a great God. I don't know what you're facing, but if you'll walk in his steps, it's going to work out. Commitment will keep you. Commitment will take care of you. Thank you for joining online tonight. And uh, we're just glad to be here in the house of the Lord. We look forward to seeing you again soon. God bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.